Sexual Cali. The following program was brought to you by Yolo Cali. Keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Nah, you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! You're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, live from a home basis. In today's show, we'll be having conversations all about video games and how the pandemic has encouraged this hobby. Mm. We, the Yokali crew, are taking on the hot button issues like Fortnite versus League of Legends. Are remastered games really worth the price tag? And kicking back to talk about our favorite games, the industry, and why we play. You'll also hear some audio pieces on video games and an interview with an indie Twitch streamer. This is the Free to Play Play to Listen Show! Choose your player. Brian. Sid, Jeremiah. We're hosting this show co-op today. We're going to kick it off with a conversation about some of our favorite games and why do we enjoy them. And really, that's what we're all here about. And I think it's why we made the show today is it's something that really intrigues and interests us. Yeah, people generally like to be entertained, whether it be through media, TV or video games. But we all like to be entertained in some way. But why video games, do you think? If our goal at the end of the day is to be entertained, why do we play video games? To be honest, I think there's a lot of reasons. Why do you play video games, Sid? And why? Um, you know, it's something I started with my dad when I was younger, like when I had nightmares. And we'd go and play uh, the original Halo all night and he'd stay up with me. Uh, and it's just a good time to pass and then get closer and enjoy. I think everybody has a good like rivalry when from when they were playing games as a kid, like screaming matches and um, verses and all that. I also really enjoy stories. Um, I'm a big RPG game player, so that's me. That's amazing. Why Why do you like playing RPG and the Halo? I feel like there must be some reason in just sentimental uh, uh, connection with your dad, which is also a major feeling, but what else? Um, RPGs-wise, and you'll hear me talk about Mass Effect later in the show today, but... Um... I really enjoy crafting a character and taking them through the story there. Um, getting to have your own little head cannons and go through there and you form that sort of attachment. Um, I think we all can look back on a memory of a specific scene or something in a game that connected with us too. I also like the ability to make decisions, but I'm also the same person who will play the RPG, but will pull up the wiki to make sure I'm getting the best endings and making the right choices for the exact ending I want to um, at that same time. 
Brian, do you, what sort of genre do you play? Uh, well, I mainly, well, recently I started playing a few RPG games as well, but I used to play a lot of multiplayer games where you had to basically rely on your team to win like a match, like a team that match, but oh, RPG, yeah, but recently I've been getting into a lot, a lot of, not RPG games, but like probably open world games and Recently, I've recently finished uh, Far Cry 6, which was, was pretty fun. And um, one, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's considered an RPG, but Fallout 4 kind of reminds me of Mass Effect. Uh, it's the same thing. You build up your character through a time, and then you got choices for your dialogues that will affect how the story is going to go. And I think some of those games are like pretty entertaining because... Like there's some crucial things that you don't know are gonna happen the first time you play them. You know, once once you already go to like a game plus with everything, you'll know. But like the first time is just really special, and those type of games are just I I don't know. They I feel like I could put in so many hours into those type of games. Do you have a kind of like ending you tend to go for with RPGs? Because usually there's like the yeah. renegade, like take no like yeah. callbacks or anything or like paragon like hero of the whatever do you lean towards a certain way oh yeah i would basically want to be in good terms with the npcs <laughs> I, I don't know like whenever there's like a like a mean option for the dialogue i'm like that's mean i don't want to i don't want to be mean to the npcs so i'm just you like okay, on second run you so you don't go back <laughs> the, I, i've thought about it sometimes and... so you don't like when it says like everybody dislike that yes on, uh, exactly <laughs> And then sometimes I do stuff that for some reason some some of them like that. I'm just like, no, <laughs> rewind. But I don't so know. you'll go back and like pull up a save just to make sure yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Final Four has the quick save feature. But yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that quick save feature. It's a blessing it's, and a curse. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny though that like you get so invested in it that you have to have everything go right and you actively don't um appreciate when characters don't like your actions and you're kind of like there's whole guides with all of those with morality like choose yeah. exactly this dialogue to get um like the highest affinity yeah like that, you know for sure yeah sometimes it evolves a lot of stuff i'm just like oh my god this guy's like really <laughs> needy for an npc jesus yeah i know with like witcher 3 a lot of people were upset because it's very easy to get siri who's Geralt's the witcher's daughter character it's uh -huh. very easy to get a bad ending for her what um, <laughs> that's like, like that's like par parenthood in real life basically and it's <laughs> people were upset because it's like dialogue that you think is inspiring confidence in her but like the developers are like no you're actually creating anxieties into like Whoa. this teen girl but you know, it gets really complicated. Uh, and I think we've never seen like more complicated dialogue trees than games nowadays, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, so so basically, they implemented parenting the simulation into The Witcher 3? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what I heard from that. Because it's, you, you can say words that inspire confidence, but then it ultimately leads to anxiety. I don't know. I feel like they made a parent simulator inside Witcher 3. Now, there is that, like, daddy simulator that we could talk about later where the baby is actively trying to, like, oh my God. touch outlets and stuff, and you do have to protect the baby, but that is a, <laughs> that's another term of games, too. Um, <laughs> but for sure. Well, uh, hey, is any of you guys, like, any, like, accomplishments type of 
gamer type of yeah uh, so oh you want to take it go ahead and take it uh jeremiah okay <laughs> reminded to elaborate on daddy simulator later <laughs> anyway Jesus. um regarding games like i've played a lot of different games over my lifetime um i have played my fair share of rpgs i have played my fair share of uh story games but as of right now i've been recently into competitive mobas and shooters so i would say i'm a completionist because if you want to be completionist in league of legends and uh apex legends you have to buy every single thing that they release every two weeks oh yeah it's true but with rpg games i do like to find uh, all the secrets if i can sometimes i don't think i'm smart enough to like actually find all the secrets because they behind those weird places like oh what's that one game uh damn it's, it's coming up blank now but oh no in any case, it was a uh, it was like a it was like an old pixelated version um <laughs> and there was like i don't know i don't remember that one. Oh no freaking uh what was it called legend of mana you remember that for the old nintendo i don't think i heard of mana oh castlevania is also a good one but no there's a, there's a game called i think secret or legend of mana and it was hmm. like really hard regarding puzzles and such i don't know for me at least but it was a, a cool rpg game um but yeah lately i've been into league of legends <laughs> mm. We'll definitely get into that with our Fortnite conversation for later, so stay tuned for that. Um, I'm a completionist until it gets too hard, in which I will start my game being like, I'm going to go through and actively get all the little hidden puzzles and everything, um, but the second I miss one, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Like, we're letting it go. <laughs> that's okay. I feel like that's that's me as well. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah, like, if there is something too hard for me, I just rely on the good old YouTube <laughs> platform. And uh, I don't know, whenever I see like tutorials on how to get like certain item like that's hidden and stuff, I'm just like, how how do you how do you know how to get this? Like, how does people know? You know, and I guess that's like the beauty of these games too. Like people are so creative too, and then they just find the things just like that. It's just it's it's just it's just amazing. Yeah, communities, especially mods, I'm not like super into it, but um, like the amount of effort people go into like source code and create their own mods for these games that actually like turn them into completely different scenarios. I know there's a ton for Fallout 4 to the point like that's, I think, the only console game that allows now mods to like be yeah. imported into it, mm -hmm. um, which you know, Bethesda gets a lot of slack, but I think that's one nice thing they've done for their fans is to actually recognize and not uh, criticize them for that work. Yeah, and it's, and it's really easy to uh, get access to the mods to it. Like it actually has its own uh, little, uh, what's it called? It's a little option just to go through to the mods and just like look at all the mods that people have done so far. Then it's, it's pretty fun. It makes feels like you're playing a whole different game, but at the same time, it's the game that you always love. So Bethesda. Bethesda for the win. <laughs> well, for <laughs> the, this one, game. the one win that they have. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say for this, for this time. <laughs> um, where do you guys, like, decide to play games from? Is it, like, streamers? Is it... Are you on, like, 
Gawker and all those kind of video game sites. Where where do you pick the next game to play? Um, I mean, okay, for me specifically, I found League of Legends like I think three years ago, and like, well, I just I found it three years ago, and I haven't really needed to pick up another game since because I guess for me, League of Legends is so stimulating. But then again, there's also Apex, and I just found out through like, oh, this is another game on 10 Switch that people are constantly playing. Can't be that good, right? <laughs> and then I played it, I'm like, wow, it is that good. Oh, no. So that's that's how I am. I'll like browse a game. Oh, okay. I have, I have another story. Really quick, it'll only take a couple minutes. I was at my cousin's house, and they wanted me to play a game called Time Live on Nintendo Switch. And guess what? I thought it would be like weird because it wasn't like any type of game I saw. But the but the concept of it is you stop time, you play it out of simulation, and then this and then the characters do it for you. And you have to avoid robots and, and death traps. And I thought and it was so fun because we were able to both like figure it out together. It was Ooh, amazing. That's awesome. Well, well well personally, I I mean one of the main reasons why I play games because I remember when I was a kid, I will, my uncle would have his his own um desktop computer and I would see him play like all these old games like Especially uh, Super Mario Bros. Three, Metal Slug, Battle Toads, Contra, and you know those games are uh, they're co-op. You can play with him. So I will. He will take half of the keyboard, and I will take the other half of the keyboard. And we will play, and that's like how I started playing games. You know, and I I was wanted I always wanted to try more into that. And thanks to him. Thanks to him, I know more games because of that too. So my uncles are the realist. <laughs> It's cool that like at our age, we're like just young enough where we have like an older person in our family to kind of have enough experience and really get into it and show us like get us into games too. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird to think we're probably like you and me, Brian, at our age, we're like the first like of those kids to kind of have that experience. Um, yes. Yeah, but one one game that I did not really didn't want to want to try at all was <laughs> I was too little, okay. But the first Resident Evil game, I just thought it was too scary. Fair uh, enough, you were a child. Yeah, and I will see him playing. I will see. Well, I was. This was my only uncle playing in the PlayStation One. I was just walking to his room, see him playing. I'm just like, nope. <laughs> just get like, nope, no thanks. Well, was he playing with the one? Was he playing with the one that had the gun console? No, nah, he was playing with a controller, regular controller. Ah, that was that was hilarious. My my uncle taught, told me that like, hey, the first game I ever played was the Resident Evil, and I had the gun controller, and it was so fun that he could actually shoot things. And I'm like, and I'm like, whoa, really? Yeah, that, like, that's yeah. cool. He shoot the gun, and it was just amazing. And he just kept going on and on about that. And he says, he said he never really found a game that filled that spot again. Yeah, those games were special. It was innovation yeah. back then. But uh, yeah, anyway. now got colors. Yeah, so okay, let's go take a break and we're listening to uh, Diego's audio piece. It's called Value of Games, and hope you guys enjoy. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, hello, guys. Welcome to the Value of Games. No, 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 no. The quantum physics of reality are inconclusive to reality. So that just means that destiny is better than God. No, 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 no. The quantum physics of reality equal the molecular power and construct of a human being. So, in conclusion, Call of Duty is better than Destiny. Nerds. Man, these guys are such nerds. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing here. It, watch a step. What is that? Bad? 
Hey, you go low if you don't hurry up, man. Come on. Sticky up. I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna die. No, I, gotta, go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. back this is brian here allow me to introduce you guys to an awesome streamer that i had the pleasure to interview we were listening to the first half of the predisper recorded interview and we'll continue with the rest after the beautiful promos hope you guys enjoyed and let's all have fun all right study once again thank you a lot for letting us interview you uh, <laughs> It's a pleasure. Can you tell the audience about yourself? I'm Seedy. Uh, I stream on Twitch. I am 25 years old, and I usually just if I'm not if I'm not playing video games, I'm doing art stuff. It's kind of like how my life be right now. Yeah, that's kind of all I do at the moment. It's not really too much, too much going on. <laughs> and um. Let's go to the streaming juicy stuff. Uh, oh, yes. t tell us, why do you choose to be part of the streaming industry and how long have you been doing it for? I've been doing it for roughly, I'm 25 right now. So like, I started when I was 19, 20. So like, seven, eight years, question mark, maybe six. <laughs> I can't math. Anyways, roughly around there. I mainly started streaming because when I was younger, I always played video games with like my older siblings and my younger siblings. And you know, you kind of, if you, if you have siblings, you know, you know the vibe where you're watching yeah. like your older ones play video games and stuff. And you're just chilling and all that jazz. I kind of saw streaming as like that kind of way. So like I saw it as like, you know, I would be the person playing the game and then like 
my viewers and stuff would be like the people just watching and like vibing and stuff yeah that's kind of like what originally just got me into streaming it's just like i like the whole idea of just you know hanging out like that because it just reminds me of when i was younger with my brothers so it's funny because you said like you will watch your your siblings or your brothers play were there any instances where they will give you unplugged controllers that we would pretend to be playing no yeah especially like with my older brothers oh my god you could not like if, if any of the younger siblings like me my two younger brothers were beating any of our older they would just go to the console press the button turn it off never happened never existed and that happened usually a lot because we had like a gamecube so like We'd usually play, I want to say it was Smash Melee, the older Super Smash Bros. Uh, we'd usually play that. I don't think we had, like, I, th I think we might have had, like, Mario Kart 2, by the way. Mm. But, yeah, nah. If, if we were winning in any way, form, aspect, nah. They would they would turn it off. They, would, oh, no. they wouldn't allow it to actually exist. So, <laughs> we never actually got a win. But, like, you know, at least we knew ourselves that we won. <laughs> so, I guess that was, that was back when... Oh, Rachel Gaming was Rachel Gaming. No, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, and um, what are your favorite parts of being streaming, and what are some drawbacks, or probably okay. like the hardest part? <clears throat> so, the positive things about being a streamer is, like I said uh, before, whenever I first, you know, the reason why I wanted to stream is just the fact that, like, you know, you start to grow. Whenever you start to grow, like your community and stuff, and hanging out with people. It's just nice to have like that company with you. And personally, like as a streamer, you know, a lot of people would say like, oh, don't get like too close to like your viewers and stuff. Like you shouldn't like make them feel like they're like a per not a person. That sounds mean, but like you should consider them only as viewers. Pretty much what people say is like, don't consider them as anything else. But like for me, that seems very like belittling. So like, I don't like to just like, be like yeah my viewers like that makes me feel like they're below me and i don't want that like i don't want to feel like i'm superior to like these bigger people so like i usually just consider them like as friends because i feel like that just like that makes sense you know they're they're still people too they're human beings they're taking their time out of their day to like watch me so like i'm gonna address them as so like i'm not gonna be disrespectful and be like oh no this is just my viewer like yeah they got feelings too you know no yeah exactly that's what i mean like You shouldn't, and like, don't get me wrong, if that's how you want to be, like, with your community, that's fine. But, like, for me, I just feel like I'm taking, I take my streaming family very personal. So, like, they mean the world to me. Like, they've always been there for me through stuff. And, like, oh. they're literally, like, a group of friends for me. And they, like, they mean the world. And that's, like, another thing, too, is, like, when you're creating this, like, community of people from your stream, and if you choose to have, like, a Discord and stuff, you know, you're able to, like, have them all together. And, like, also just seeing them, like, grow together and like become friends is like the best feeling ever i'll see people in my voice comms in my discords ever and they're all just hanging out and talking and we also have like special like like i used to which i need to bring back um i used to do these special days every saturday where i had like a community gaming night where like we all got together and like talked and stuff and like played video games together and that was like off stream just so like we could all like get to know each other more and like just you know like mellow out and chill without having to worry about like the streaming restrictions and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's really nice. Like, I just feel like you grow such good bonds with people. Like that's the positive part of streaming. And then the negative part I would say is more so like towards your mental health and stuff. Because like, for me, I have like a very short, like social bat, no, I wouldn't say short, it depends. Um, but everyone has their own social batteries. And I feel like whenever you stream too much, 
uh, that can like get drained out because you know you're constantly like trying to keep up with chat and like communicating, holding all these conversations. And then not to mention like as a streamer, you know, you're not supposed to hold like empty space in like when you're live and stuff. So you're supposed to always be commentating or like talking about how you feel with certain things going on in the game. Just because like, you know, nobody wants to come into a stream that's just like the streamer's just there, like not talking. Like you have to keep that momentum going of conversation and stuff. So like doing that consistently, like I feel personally for me, I guess it could be different for people. Mm -hmm. is that just takes like a lot out of you because you know you're constantly talking you're constantly trying to look up topics in your head to like talk about and to keep people like entertained and that's just a lot especially if you're doing that for like a minimum of like three hours and then there's people that do more like that's just really tiring so i just feel like people need to like know when to take a break and stuff and that's kind of the only downside to streaming it's just like some people will put like their whole heart and soul into it and then they'll get very very like defeated and tired after some point because of how much they're putting into you know sorry oh, i talked a lot no that, that's that's fine that's fine and <laughs> i guess there needs to be like some consistency right there in order to keep the audience entertained that's what you're saying <laughs> so exactly. yeah the commitment <clears throat> for it it's probably like a lot to be honest also to like keeping the, the schedule and stuff Oh yeah, exactly. Like having a schedule is really good just because, you know, obviously people will know when you're live, but it's also just like, it gives you a break. Like I would say personally, to not take streaming so like serious is like a nine to five job, you know? Cause then that kind of kills like the whole point. Like at least for me, that kills it. Like I don't ever see streaming as like, oh, I'm going to work because that makes it sound not fun. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like, yeah. you know, don't take it so like serious, like take breaks. It'll be fine. You don't need to be live 24 or seven and that's the nice thing about like having a good community is like they also know that you're human so like if you're literally just tired on a day you're supposed to stream they're not going to get mad at you they're going to be like hey that's fine you got to you know you got to take care of yourself like they get yeah. that especially like when you grow like that loyal community they don't care like it's you know it's fine they understand oh yeah yeah i bet um that's one of the things i respect the most for streamers and like props to youtube because i feel like <laughs> streaming will like will be like really tiring at sometimes too like mm -hmm. i just think about all these people sitting there even for like two or three hours i'm just oh, like yeah. damn i don't i don't feel like doing that and well, even when i play a game i really feel burned out just sitting for like even an hour sometimes mm -hmm. so yeah no kidding like especially if there's like times where you know because there's times where like i've taken days off that i was supposed to stream just because it's like some days you just want to play a game like some days you want to just like you know play whatever without having to explain what you're doing all the time you know because like doing that consistently like, can you imagine if you're going through life and like everything that comes in your head you speak um, out loud because you have to like that get tiring you know what i mean so yeah. it's like it's nice sometimes to kind of keep those thoughts in your head and to kind of just like chill and enjoy like whatever you're doing instead of having to talk about every little second of what you're gonna do or like what you plan on doing or whatever mm -hmm. or like how you feel about something like sometimes it's nice so it's like just take care of yourself like when you need that like you, you can tell when you need that break like take it don't force yourself to like you know feel not good what games do you usually play during your streams i usually play league of legends uh so that game's good and bad. I have I have hate hate love relationship for that game. It's fun to play sometimes, but it also makes me very angry. <laughs> but I feel like that's how a lot of people can relate to that game because mm -hmm. of how 
I don't want to say, okay, a lot of people say League of Legends is toxic. I don't think it, okay, it is toxic, but like, <laughs> it's not that bad. Like, I just, I don't know if maybe I'm just like, I don't care as much, but it's not that, it can be. It's half ass. I can't, I can't lie. Okay. But I usually like League of Legends. Uh, I like Overwatch. I like old school RuneScape, even though the things that I do on RuneScape is not really entertaining. So I'm just kind of grinding my levels. You know, <laughs> if you know, you know, RuneScaping. Yeah. And I also, shoot, what other games? Oh, I like Dead by Daylight. That, that is also fun. I like being chased by a killer and doing <laughs> generators. That's fun. I also enjoy Apex. Apex is really good. I've been kind of burnt out lately, though. So like, but that's a good game. I really enjoy Apex. I, I do think that's like best battle royale game ever. Yes, it is. It's it's so good. Like, I I, th- there's just there's just so much to it that's like, it's nice. Yeah, it's I'm good. honestly honestly I'm not a big battle royale game, but every time I hop uh, into Apex with my friend, oh man, we just have a blast. Cause no, yeah, exactly. Like y'all can just be doing the most like randomest stuff, and it's just fun. Like even if you don't win, it's still fun. Like it's a yeah. good game, you know. And uh, I've kind of picked up Fortnite slightly. Only, only the no build though. <laughs> yes. I can't do that building stuff. I, I, I can't. I'll die if I find someone. They'll just build taller than me, and I don't know how to do that as fast. Like, <laughs> it's I can't. I like I like having the option to run up to you and just like pew pew, you're gone. I don't have to wait for you to get off your your giant building for me to end you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been I've been wanting to try that the game mode. So it looks yeah. pretty fun. Definitely recommend. It's very fun, especially yeah. it's it's free. You know, Fortnite's a free game oh, unless yeah. you want those like dances and stuff and like oh. the skins. But like even then, I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to like promote <laughs> Fortnite store, but like it's, it's not that bad. Like the the stuff that they offer is not expensive. So it's like if you really do want a skin like or an emote, like it's really not that bad. They're very cheap. That's something that I came to realize because I did give in and buy a skin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you didn't hear that from me. Yeah, I'm guilty of buying a few skins back then. It's hard. You get tired of the default. And all you do is rotate the default skin. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Hate it. (laughs) Oh, man. Who are some of the streamers that you look up to? My main inspiration of like why I even got into streaming and all this all this stuff was the streamer uh, her name's Nikki Taylor. She mainly streams League of Legends and she also sings, which she sang Worlds Collide for League of Legends Worlds for those of you that might know uh Oh, it's 2015. It says in her bio. Oh, she also sings by Steam song. I didn't even know that, see? Oh. But uh she's very talented singer. I would say she's pretty good at League. She's very funny, very entertaining, but She's the main reason I got into streaming because I originally saw her when I first started playing League. I saw her advertised because she had like a parody of like this League song. And I watched her through that. And then after I got obsessed with her, I like stalked her socials, followed all her socials. And then I saw she had a Twitch and I was kind of like, I don't know what that is, but I will I will support her because I like her. <laughs> and then after watching her on Twitch and kind of understanding the whole gist of like what was going on, you know, like her playing, people chilling and watching, I was kind of like, wait, I like that. Like that's kind of like how I see like whenever I would watch my brothers play. And I was like, that's kind of how it all started. That's how I got into it. She is the reason that my inspiration and my motivation to do what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was not expecting to hear that because I thought you were going to mention one of those big streamers that basically everyone knows. And mm-hmm. it's pretty cool that you mentioned a streamer that I, uh, I haven't I haven't heard of before. Yeah. So that's what's nice too, like about like Twitch and like just streaming is like big or small, like you can get inspired with like 
doing the streaming. Because I know I've had, like, I want to toot my own horn, but I know I've had people that have, like, come into my chat and were like, oh, I want to stream, but, like, I don't know how, or, like, I'm scared to. And I was kind of like, hey, just do it. Like, you'll do great. Yeah. And, heck, they're probably doing better than me now, if I oh, remember man. last. So it's like... <laughs> so it's like, it's. I mean, it's good, though. Like, it yeah. makes me happy, you know? Like, it's just... It's nice to be that motivational push for someone to, like, do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, anyone, probably, anyone probably. can motivate you. Anyone can... uh make you start doing something you never realize like there's so many people that because you know i started when i was like let's say 20 or 19 one of those two when i was when i used to be young and i used to have like a group of people that would watch me and like a lot of them now are streamers as well and like yeah so it's like it's it's just cool seeing how like you know how it can like branch off to like how you can like branch off to others and stuff like it's really it's a really nice feeling yeah, I was gonna say probably, that probably feels good to see people that people that used to see you or that you know there are just like going into the uh, what's it called to the industry. It's, yeah, it's, awesome. it's, it's honestly such a good feeling. Every time I see like a friend that starts streaming or like someone that I just met that's also a streamer, I'm just like, oh, I have a friend now. <laughs> I have a streamer buddy. We can do collabs. <laughs> we can do <laughs> oh, stuff together. Yeah, and that's also fun, you know, like getting yeah. uh, communities together and playing like a group game with like each other or like oh, yeah. getting both chats involved with like a group game like there's so many games that are fun like i don't know if you've ever heard of like gardic phone but it's like uh there's a person that hosts the lobby and then mm-hmm. there's like a link that you can give to other people which you know you would give to like your chat uh-huh. and then you choose like a category to draw in and like each person like can put down like a description of like oh, you know, yeah, like, I can put like it. a cat wearing a hat and then yeah, somebody it. else will get that and have to like draw it and then somebody had to guess what that draws you know? yeah that, that looks fun oh, that's oh awesome. yeah that's so fun yeah it's good stuff good community things one of my uh one of my friends from from our team said uh he mentioned that uh, they love your art and like you said uh, you're into art mm-hmm. and um can you tell us a little bit more about that how did that come up and like your inspiration okay so for me i've always kind of like drawn as a child because it's always just been like a i don't know what it is it's always just been like a good like positive relaxing distraction for me ever since i was little and like my art style i would say is more like anime chibi cutesy stuff um and i mainly started liking that was because like when i was when i was like 12 11 maybe even younger i became like a huge weeaboo um (laughs) i was very obsessed with anime you know i love sailor moon inuyasha bleach pokemon (laughs) like there was and then there's other animes i used to watch that like i probably shouldn't have watched as a child but like (laughs) i watched it and i liked i liked it like not like (laughs) it wasn't that bad hey hey we've we've all been there don't worry oh yeah it it was definitely had a lot of fan service that i I didn't even know what that was as a kid i just oh yeah (laughs) i just accepted it i was kind of like oh she's blushing again okay uh (laughs) but no i became really inspired by like that kind of style of uh, art so like a lot of like my drawings ever since i got into like anime like were very deformed anime girls and like cutesy little chibi things and that's kind of like how my art style is and i kind of just grew to like improve it obviously you know like the more you draw the more you get better but that's kind of like my whole whole gist on that and like even now for me i'm still constantly like trying to improve with my art and that's something i love about art is like you can always like learn something different or like improve in something whenever you want that's just how art is you know it's versatile see like even for me like i'm trying to learn how to like do almost like 90s kind of anime style and stuff with like yeah that's awesome sparkly 
eyes and the filter that it has on like the little faded looking grinny, grimmy, grimmy, mm-hmm. uh, grimy. No, not grimy. Gritty, gritty. That's <laughs> what I'm looking for. Gritty, like filter, you know, how, how it gives off that old style television. Uh, and I'm also trying to learn like pixel art. So it's like, it's, it's just nice. Like art has so many different ways that you can perceive it. And it's just, it's, it's good. Yeah. I love it. It's such a, I think that's like one thing I can always do. Like, I feel like it's really hard for me to get burnt out of enjoying my art because it's just something that I've always like enjoyed and relied on growing up. Yeah, so you're basically the one who designed all your drawings uh, that you can see in your uh, Twitch. Uh... Oh, yes. I did all of them except the one of Diva, if you know what character that is. It's the one that has my Discord link. But I didn't make that one. I just thought it was very cute. Oh, um, okay. But the others, yes. And there's a reason why I'm updating the other two, the ones with the background of Rainbow, because they look very scuffed. And <laughs> I want them to be the art style that my donate is, you know, with me oh, and my yeah. kitty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I drew all those. I usually, like, even my emotes, I drew all my emotes. I used to commission people for emotes as well at some point. Most of my art I do. Most of my Twitch stuff is all made by me. I don't really have anything that's... I purchased from anyone. It's kind of, kind of all me, all my hard work. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably like the, the fruits of your hard work. I mean, it's it's yeah, pretty awesome. Exactly. See, that's the benefits of being an artist. Is like you can do your own stuff. You yes. Gotta, you don't yeah. gotta rely on someone else. <laughs> that's true. All right. Next question is gonna be a really important one. Yes. You gotta think about this really hard and. I saw the, in the description of your Twitch, you said that you were a simp for cats. Tell me <laughs> how big of a simp you are. Oh god, I am a huge simp. <laughs> Life has prepared me for this moment. <laughs> I can feel it. So, if, if you haven't noticed already, I know in my panels I have two of my most updated uh, drawings are literally of me and my cat. <laughs> Her name is Rengar. She is a floof of sassiness and excitement and curiousness <laughs> she is so perfect and I, I love her more than anything and i love her so much to the point where literally the other couple weeks ago i literally had to clear out my phone because it was it was uh over full it was i couldn't download any <laughs> apps i couldn't take any more pictures because i had roughly five thousand videos and photos of literally Jesus. just her <laughs> so uh yeah like if that if that doesn't say i'm a sim for cats i don't know what will not to mention might i add I've literally spoiled this cat. Anytime I go to the store, I have to get her a toy. Oh. <laughs> I bought her her own tree that she barely uses. I buy oh I God. buy her all these toys, and she chooses the boxes that come out of the toys. Yes. But, you know, I, I, I do anything for her. I give her treats. She meows, and I am there. Like, <laughs> I, I love them. And then cats are just, I don't know what it is. Cats just are like, just like this unpredictable floof of like, I don't even know. They're so random. They do the weirdest <laughs> yeah. things and it's it's so funny and some of them are so like clever. Mm-hmm. They're just they're so good. I love them. I love cats. They deserve the world and I hope personally someday to like create my own like sanctuary for cats that have been like abandoned or like that need love and I'm literally going to have it like right next to my house so like every day I can go out and I can go love every single one of them, play with them and then, you know, we'll see how it goes from there. Maybe I'll start seeing if oh, people man. want them. But I want I want to just have like a area where cats could know that they're loved you know what uh, i mean like i want yeah. them to feel loved at some point and not have to like wait for someone to love them because i that breaks my heart i hate seeing cats that are <laughs> yes. alone or like been abandoned like that's the worst especially the abandoned ones where like they yeah, had like families so 
yeah, it breaks my heart, but no, they're, they're the best. I love them. They make me very happy. I, I, like, I feel like I get along with cats more than I do with people sometimes. <laughs> I swear. I'm not even kidding, yeah. Especially I how see. people be some days. Yeah, oh man. Oh yeah, oh, that, that's awesome. I, I respect that. Cats rule, you know, you get me? No, no they, they really do. Like, I, I love them. Like, if there is, like, I cannot tell you the amount of times, like, I used to live at this area where there was, like, this house that had a bunch of, like, cats where, like, the guys, like, the guy would feed them and, like, give them water and have this little shelter for them. So there were always, uh-huh. like, a lot of cats chilling there. And I remember one day me and my brother were driving past there to get to, like, our, our place. Mm-hmm. And there was a cat that was just in the middle of the road. And like my brother like honked at it and it just stood there and I was like, here, let me get out. And he's like, no, you don't have to. It's fine. It'll move. And I'm like, no, let me get out. And like I get out because I was going to shoo it away. And I was like, you little guy. I'm like, can you move? And he starts running towards me. He's like, hey. I'm like, oh my God. And I, you know, I picked him up and my brother drove off to the, to where we live. And then I just stood there. I took the kitty on the side of the road and I was, it was like 11 at night. And I was just, oh you know, this God. cat, like <laughs> they just, they deserve the world. They're so yeah. sweet. I feel like they, I've never related with the creature more than I have a cat. You know, they're just so independent as well. Like they're just, uh, their attitudes, it's so funny. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. But, oh, oh you, God. You, you don't want to. You don't want to hear me talking so much about cats. But well, let's leave the conversation for <laughs> another day. I know I could go like for hours talking yeah. about how good cats are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, last last question. It's more than a question. It's just basically you can tell the the listeners a few tips for who might want to start streaming in the future. Yeah, I can do that. I got I got a few a few good tips. But I feel like I don't I don't feel like a lot of actual things talk about this. But uh for tip wise, I would say to uh to start off obviously just like do it and also don't feel like you have to have like the most up-to-date high-tech equipment to become a streamer like i was literally streaming off of an like don't be wrong i know alien were pretty good but i got like the old 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 model of like alien mm. laptop and i was streaming on that and like don't get me wrong when i played overwatch it did not look the best but you <laughs> know what that did not matter because people came and watched me because hey. they thought i was nice and funny so like that's what matters you gotta that's you awesome. know Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't need you don't need to spend like thousands or even hundreds of dollars on like mouse microphone camera like as long like if you want to have a camera just get one that at least like they just need to see you okay it don't it don't matter if you you kind of blurry or like you know the the stuff ain't too high of a quality people don't care like they really do not care and like for microphone as long as it's not like that bad like scratchy or like you know mm-hmm. you sound like you're like in a cave people <laughs> will watch you like just make it tolerable people really don't care like especially when you're just starting out people are not going to expect you to have like all this stuff together right away because like that's kind of like what i think is a fun thing about growing as a streamer like for me i started off like i said with my alienware laptop and then i slowly progressed from uh, like updating to a computer from like me saving money from like my personal job but also like having goals put out there for like my community to help me so like i know i think i put one out for like a I don't know if it was for a camera or if it was for my microphone, but like I put one of those out and like they helped me purchase that. Like, you know, like you can mm. build up your community to where like they can, you know, be involved with like your upgrade of like your stream and everything. You don't have to feel like you're completely like alone in it either. But like, yeah, don't feel like you have to have the most up-to-date stuff, okay? 
And then my other tip would be to, I know that a lot of people say like, oh, be sure you post on like your social media and stuff, which they're not wrong. Like that's very true. You're not gonna just grow off Twitch by just streaming one day because like, it, don't get me wrong, you do get viewers, you do get some people, <laughs> but you'll see a lot more growth if you post on like your socials. So like for me, Personally, I've seen the most growth through like my TikTok and like a little bit of my Instagram. Mm. I don't really bother too much with my Twitter just because I feel like Twitter is really hard to grow on. But I definitely would recommend like posting on TikTok, especially. TikTok has been literally it's crazy how much TikTok's like actually personally helped me grow. Like <laughs> whenever I first actually started doing really well with like my streaming career was at the end of like last summer to where I actually noticed like my my viewership picked up and also like my subs and like my following it picked up solely because I was posting on TikTok. Like mm. and it's crazy because like the people on TikTok, like, don't get me wrong, like with any social media, you'll find like, you'll find negative people. That's like yeah. inevitable. But on TikTok, I saw the most growth. People there are so supportive and like helpful. And especially when you're new to streaming, there's like, lit there's literally a community on TikTok that's solely based on like helping small streamers grow. Like it's, it's, it's crazy how supportive people are. And like, I just think if you truly want to see like, you know, growth in like your socials, just just make TikToks, like make TikTok videos, make entertain, make sure they're entertaining, make sure mm -hmm. you're using the proper hashtags, make sure you establish like, as cringe as it sounds, like establish a niche. Like for me, I do <laughs> gaming and I do art and like people literally will follow me for, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty sure a lot of them just like my art. They don't really care about my gaming, but like mm. you can do both, you know, you can have two niches. If you wanna stick solely, not stream, uh, post on your TikTok of like your League of Legends gameplay or like your Apex gameplay. Like, there's a whole community for that of people that will literally support you. You just have to use the right hashtags and just, make sure you're posting consistently. That's another thing. That, that's what's hard about social media is like, if you want to see growth, you have to be consistent. And sometimes consistency is so hard, especially like mm -hmm. trying to come up with like new ideas all the time. Cause like, I even know for me, like even like right now, I've kind of taken a break on posting on TikTok just because like making content that much is so hard, especially when you're just starting and it's so tiring so it's like don't be hard on yourself either like take your time baby steps you know you'll you'll get to where you want to be or whatever your goal is don't be hard on yourself it's literally just just do it for fun don't do it for any other reason than that if you're if you're going into being a streamer or like making uh what's called content on tiktok don't do it for the thought of like oh i'm gonna get popular i'm gonna get rich famous like <laughs> do it as like a good reasoning you know don't do it just yeah. for that kind of stuff like that that kind of comes off grimy and that's another thing too people aren't stupid so like if you're not being genuine they will know that you're like yeah doing it, doing it for the money like no offense they, they will know people are not yeah they, not, not dumb but it's it's, it's even it's, it's it's even scary sometimes to know that how like the little things that they notice you know no yeah exactly like it's it's crazy and it's it's so easy to tell when people are doing it for malicious reasons but besides that have fun and just just be safe be careful that's another thing too like i'm not gonna lie just be careful when you're streaming like there's sometimes people that obviously have ill intent so just be aware of like what you say how much information you put out there just be very like secretive for yourself like that's that's another thing i need to mention is just be very careful because there is sometimes weird people on twitch besides that you know be safe and have fun <laughs> thank you Siri. uh once again um it's been a pleasure yeah to have you thank here you on for the having show. me and well we hope that you have many more success in your Twitch career. Oh, thank you. It was awesome to talk to you. Such a nice person. <laughs> we appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it too.
You're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lopen Radio, live from our gaming setups. First of all, huge shout out to City. Thanks again for letting us interview you. It was an honor. I had a lot of fun, and the whole team at Yolokali hope that you have a lot of success for each career. Also, it was an honor to meet another fellow cat lover. You're a real one. Thank you so much for that, Brian. That was a great interview and definitely a big shout out to you, CD. For our next section, going to take it a little bit more industry level. If you've been paying attention to the video game industry, there's a sector that only gets bigger as we get older. Remakes and remasters, and players will tell you that there's a difference between the two, have become a part of every gamer's library. A few of the best-selling games in 2021 have been remakes or remasters. With Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, that was the best-selling game during the month of its release in the U.S., and Super Mario 3DS World, which was a remake of a 2013 Nintendo game. That was the fifth best-selling game of the year, according to NPD Group. Is it just that it's a nicer experience to have a game you love with better graphics on the newest console? Is that really enough to spend $60 on a game you ostensibly already own? And I've already played. For me, there is a specific answer. Uh, my favorite game series, Mass Effect, came out with its legendary remaster last year. And I honestly didn't have any regrets about getting it. The second you load it up, the graphics are shiny and new. And the nostalgia rush is real and it kicks in. If it's a game you love and you're going through it, I get it 100%. I am going to re-romance Garrus a few more times. It's going to happen. But if there isn't a prior attachment, I get the argument that instead of investing the money, time, and manpower on a remaster strategy, developers should already just focus on long-awaited new releases, creating new IP, or fixing issues with current popular games. Nearly every new release nowadays has a day one glitch and a day one patch. <laughs> so, that's a pattern right there. Yeah, exactly. So to you guys, do you think remasters are really for fan love or is it more of a cash grab? I mean, I have a few experiences with remaster, quote unquote, and they're all being like cash grabs, to be honest. Um, I cannot say I have the same experience as you did because one of the recent remastered, quote unquote, that I fully played was uh, COD 4, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. And don't get me wrong, the graphics look nice. They felt almost the same, but they also introduced, for some reason, microtransactions into it, which was not original in the game. It was more than a remaster. It was like more like a remake. And a lot of people did not like that because all the good things that you could get were hiding behind loot boxes or supply drops. That's how we call them in the game. And I just wish... They made it easier to get all these new items, new weapons, especially melee weapons, because you can run around the maps and instead of holding a knife, you, you literally, you're literally holding like a crushed bottle of beer, like pretending to be a new knife. And I always wanted to do that, but in order to get that, I had to rely on microtransactions and RNG, which it's... The kind of seems was, like disingenuous. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And... Also, uh, the balance for the weapons was feel way different than from the original version. So, yeah. so that one, it was like a total flop for you. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. How about you, Jeremiah? Any any experience with the remaster remakes? Um, so you know Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Brilliant uh, Pearl. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I never played the original Diamond and Pearl because I'm a young boy. Um. <laughs> 
I think this is a pretty good high quality for a remaster. Apparently, I've been hearing a lot of uh, uh, PTSD happening when people are fighting Cynthia again. Um, I don't have that, but <laughs> I'm about to soon. In any case, I thought like I thought Brilliant Diamond and Brilliant Pearl was pretty good. Not nothing like really extraordinary. It was like another Pokemon game for me, but it looked really good. The combat mechanics were nice, and yeah, it just wasn't overall a bad experience. So that's an interesting thing that you bring up that you didn't play it before because that is a common like industry publisher excuse to like keep putting out remasters is they're bringing the games to a new audience. So, you know, we have our one test case that shows it's actually worked because a lot of people don't really take that as um, an excuse, but I'm glad you were having fun with that, Jeremiah. And definitely for sure. Yeah. Going off of that point though, what do you think games that will get remastered 10, 15 years down the line? Like, what do you see like as a game now that could have that same experience and maybe bring that to the next generation? It's a good question though. Um, once again, I'm going to bring back the Call of Duty franchise topic on this. Um, they, they recently remastered the campaign for the old Modern Warfare 2 and there has been leaks Someone, someone went into the, the files of the game and they realized that there were some files for the multiplayer version. So um, it's expected to see, but there has been nothing on it. And I really hope they bring it, <laughs> but not, like, not the way they brought uh, first Modern Warfare Remastered. I just, for me, I don't remember those games being that old. How old like do you think a game should be before it gets its like hmm. remaster? I will say like, like 10 years, probably. Or a little bit less, like eight to ten years. Because if you think about like some of these games that it feels like they were released, I don't know, last year. Sometimes you really you realize that it came out like six years ago, which is crazy. And every year there's a whole new wave of games coming out. You you kind of just forget about it. No, so I would say like eight to ten years. I think that's probably like a good a good time frame. I feel like Resident Evil also encapsulates that perfectly. Because yeah, like course. yeah, at, at its time it was a really good game, but now in my like re- when was the remake released? The Resident Evil Two remake. I think that was yeah. 2020, and that original game is early 2000s, right? Yeah. Because that was a whole yeah. remake from the ground up. So they uh, basically with a uh, remake instead of just updating the graphics, they're building it with like a different engine. And since that game was so old to port it over to new consoles, that took a lot more developer work. I think the Resident Evil's especially because not only did they have that remake come out, they also had two new games surrounding it, bookending back to back. So quite a lot of developer output from yeah, Capcom. Yeah. I gotta give them props, to be honest, that they're still out there making games. I still enjoy them, to be honest. Yeah, Village and um, Biohazard were Ooh. some of the best games from the past five years, especially in the horror genre. Yeah, I agree. Like It's probably like a different experience from the classic ones, but I, I really enjoy them. I have no complaints. And then just to like cap it off, is there a scene from a game that you wish you could play again for that first time? I will say Halo, because that was one of the first shooter games I ever played. And the first time I ever played, I was just fascinated by it. So yeah, I will say that one. Awesome. How about you, Jeremiah? I don't think any of you guys have played it, but there was an Iron Man game. That was really fun, and I completed it all when I was like, what, six? Ooh. It was very simple, but I loved it as a kid. And I kind of want to go like go back and replay that again, just to relive the nostalgia. 
And that loves why I think we keep coming back to playing games and finding new ones, just chasing after that again. Yeah. I think it's called, I think it was called, no, that was, that's a TV show, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. And that's how we're going to end our first hour here today. Remember, you're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 Lumpen Radio, live from our home bases. So far, we've talked about our favorite games and why we play the value of remastered games and listen to an audio piece from our own Diego and Brian's interview with a Twitch streamer. Coming up, we've got Angel's review on the new Kirby game, Francesca's taking on Fortnite, and later, Estefania's VR horror experience. All that and more on our free-to-play, play-to-listen show. Twenty twenty two marks the thirtieth anniversary of Nintendo's famous pink puffball. No, it's not Jigglypuff, but the kind, lovable, highly energetic Kirby. From starting off on the original Game Boy in nineteen ninety two to becoming possibly the most likable video game character ever, Kirby has a lot to celebrate, and Nintendo knows this. Later in August, there will be a live performance cur- concert of Kirby music. Recently, a life-size $400 Kirby plush was revealed. New Kirby cake and food has been introduced in Japan. And no matter where you go, chances are you'll see something Kirby-related to celebrate this milestone. But the biggest surprise to come from this celebration was the announcement of Kirby and the Forgotten Land, a new mainline Kirby game, and the first one to be ever in 3D. Since the beginning, all the mainline Kirby games have been in 2D, where the player goes either left or right. Now with this new installment, players can move on the Z-axis, moving in circles, moving the camera, ETC. This game is one fans have waited for years. But does it live up to the hype? Follow along as we take a look at Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Kirby games are known to have short and simple stories, and the Forgotten Land is no different. Kirby is simply enjoying life on Planet Popstar when a massive vortex opens in the sky, absorbing nearly everything in Dreamland. Though he tries to escape using his trusty warp star, Kirby eventually enters the vortex himself, finding himself in a new world. Here, everything is abandoned and signs of previous life are evident, but no one is to be found. But before Kirby can explore, a new game called the Beast Pack starts to capture all the wildies, and it's up to the pink fluff to save them. Alongside his new companion, Elfheim, Kirby sets out in this new world to save the Waddledees, discover the origin, and find their way back to Planet Popstar. Let's get the most important aspect out of the way. Kirby's first re-adventure is not an open world game, but rather one that features linear levels instead. These levels are around 6 to 10 minutes in length, and there are over 40 levels throughout the game's 7 different worlds. Starting off in a typical grassy land and platformers, you'll still find yourself in a carnival world to a city overrun with fire and lava. The main collectibles this time around are Waddledees, who have been put in cages. Aside from three Waddledees given to you upon completing a level, there are also three to four different objectives per level. These objectives range from accessing a hidden area, eating types of food, completing tasks in a short period, etc. And you are awarded a hidden Waddledee for completing each one. The intriguing part of these objectives is that you don't know them upon entering a level. So when you play a level, you may stumble between one or two and the other tasks aren't revealed upon completing a level. This is a great mechanic to introduce replayability in the game. 
Though in the first couple of levels you'll get all tasks on your first run, later in the game you'll be playing levels multiple times just to complete objectives. What makes this work great is that none of these tasks are tedious and stay there welcome, and there's a nice variety of tasks to switch up the gameplay. The most iconic gameplay mechanic in the Kirby series is the copy ability. Upon inhaling an enemy, Kirby is able to copy their attacks and it changes the gameplay in a lot of ways. Whereas most Kirby games have over 15 to 24 copy abilities, Kirby finds himself with only short of 12 abilities this time around. From the iconic sword and bomb abilities returning, Kirby also finds himself new ones such as a drill or the ranger ability which literally gives Kirby a gun. Though there's fewer abilities this time, there's a nice catch in that these abilities can be upgraded. These upgrades not only make the abilities more powerful and resourceful, but Kirby also gets a new half for each upgrade. So while you may start off with fire, by the end of the game, you end up with Dragon's Breastfire, which has a longer range and absolutely destroys enemies' helps. All the while, Kirby has a hat that looks like a dragon's claw. In order to upgrade abilities, you'll need star coins and rare stones, as well as blueprints. By destroying objects and enemies in levels, completing objectives, and just exploring the level, you'll be awarded dozens of star coins which act as the game's main currency. As for rare stones, they are given to the player for completing treasure roads. You see, apart from regular levels, there are treasure road levels, which require complete mastery of the game's mechanics. You'll be killing enemies, solving puzzles, and hurrying to the end of the level just to get a rare stone. Finally, there's blueprints, which are hidden throughout the levels and you'll need to explore every nook and cranny in order to find them. They're very well hidden. Overall, though the copy abilities here aren't the best, the added content that you can upgrade them and experiment with different styles of gameplay is a great substitute. However, copy abilities isn't the only thing that Kirby has at his disposal as there's also the new Mouseful Mode. You've probably seen the Kirby car meme by now, so let's just do a quick rundown. There are new objects in this world that Kirby cannot inhale entirely, so instead he's sort of shaped into the object itself, and this changes up the gameplay completely. You can be a car obviously, speeding through race tracks and ramming into enemies. There's also the cone, which allows Kirby to smash completely into the ground and reveal new pathways. My personal favorite is the Fence Gate Mode, which allows you to soar through the skies in segments reminiscent of 90 shooter arcade games. There's so many mouseful modes, 14 in total, and all of them are completely unique, so spoiling them here would be a shame. In my opinion, the mouseful modes are much better than the copy abilities because they are just so fun to use and Kirby looks absolutely ridiculous. They are the best addition to the game by far. Finally, there's also the Waddle Dee Town, which acts as this game's main home world. You see, all of the Waddle Dees you rescue throughout the game seek refuge in a small town. Though it's destroyed at the beginning, the more Waddle Dees you save not only make the town more visually pleasing, but it also unlocks more gameplay mechanics. There's the Mail Shop, which allows you to enter codes from both in-game and online to unlock star coins and rare stones. There's also the Movie Theater, which allows you to rewatch all the cutscenes throughout the adventure. But wait, there's also the Fighting Shop, which allows you to buy temporary perks such as more health or damage. Aside from these buildings, Waddle Dee Town is where you find three minigames. It is Kirby tradition for each game to have three minigames, and the ones here are a blast. There's a restaurant gig, where a swarm of Waddle Dees need food and you put your skills to the test, getting the food while also making sure customers don't get angry. There's Tilt and Tumble mode, in which you move a ball around a carefully designed course to reach in the end. Finally, there's fishing, a quick time minigame where you have to press the buttons at high speed to catch the biggest fish. These are some of the most varied and challenging minigames in the series, but they're definitely very addicting. Waddle Dee Town also holds the Coliseum, which acts as a boss rush mode as you go from boss to boss with more challenging ones being added throughout the game. Lastly, there's the gotcha machines. In exchange for star coins, you can purchase minifigures, which allow you to see how detailed the game's character models are up close, as well as learn some of the backstories and lore for some of these characters.
At its core, combining these gameplay elements, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is an absolute joy to play. Exploring levels trying to find secrets to serve abilities and mouthful modes, rushing to get the best time in treasure roads, waving high and playing games with wildies in town, there's so much charm and charisma in this game that not once will you get frustrated by the incredible gameplay design. In fact, I argue that you'll be smiling throughout the entire game. Though the music of Kirby games have always been fantastic, it barely gets any recognition alongside other Nintendo properties such as the Mario or Zelda series. Fortunately, it's possible that this can finally come to an end as the Forgotten Land has the best soundtrack in the entire series. That's a bold claim for sure, and instead of explaining why, I'd rather let the music speak for itself. So, here's one track from the song Roar of, Roar of Deity by Yuta Okasawa. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Kirby is known for being one of Nintendo's most colorful and bright series, and luckily that tradition continues with this new installment, albeit a bit different. Instead of the cartoony pop-up look of previous installments, th the new world Kirby finds himself in is incredibly realistic and detailed. From exploring abandoned malls, to walking around a snowy area resembling London itself, there's something funny about seeing a pink cartoony circle that Kirby is walking around in a massive, hyper-realistic setting. Speaking of cartoons, the enemy and character designs here are fantastic. King Dedede and Meta Knight receive new designs, and without a doubt it's the best they've ever looked in the series. Meta Knight abandoned his capes for some wings, and King Dedede finally looks like a penguin as opposed to looking like an eagle these past couple games. Aside from DDD and Meta Knight, other foes from the Kirby series appear in this 3D adventure looking clean and sharp, and there's not a single bad character design to be seen. However, just because the world and character design is great, the same can't be said about for performance. This game runs at 30 FPS as opposed to 60, and though it's not too bad at times, you can see enemies from afar at a very low frame rate, sometimes even 10 FPS. The game does run at 720p on handheld mode and 1080p docked. So while the framerate isn't the best, the graphics, designs, and everything else raise the bar for the Kirby series, as they're absolutely fantastic. Seeing how there is not a single bad Kirby game, I went into the Forgotten Land with the biggest expectations possible, hoping to experience something that was on the same level of Mario Odyssey, another one of my favorite games. After 35 plus hours, I can comfortably say that Kirby and the Forgotten Land shattered expectations, and not only sets a new standard for Kirby games, but for 3D platformers as a whole. The incredibly detailed yet still perfect length levels offer a fresh and engaging design that leaves exploring them so rewarding and fun. Not only that, but Kirby's new milestone mode introduced one of the best gameplay mechanics in the series. From driving as a car in a racetrack to gliding across the sea as an entrance post, milestone mode offers dynamic changes in gameplay we haven't seen before in Kirby games. On top of milestone mode, Kirby has 12 copy abilities at his disposal. Though seeds are far from the best of the series, the fact that you can upgrade them and become stronger over time was something that was really fun, especially when you compare your strengths from the beginning of the game to the end. Speaking of the end, Forgotten Sign ending keeps the tradition of Kirby's game having depressing and unnerving finales, and this one is one of the best of the series. Even after you defeat the final boss, there is still so much post-game content and activity that it's at times overwhelming. In the end, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is truly one of the best games of all time. From phenomenal level design, engaging gameplay dynamics, a freaking fantastic soundtrack, and a depressing yet intriguing lore and story to back the game up, Kirby and the Forgotten Land will rank among the series' best. My name is Angel Q, and I give Kirby and the Forgotten Land a 10 out of 10. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, and thank you, Angel, for that great review.
let's pass controller to Francesca, our resident Fortnite pro. Why are people so into Fortnite these days? How do I feel about Fortnite? Well, Fortnite is a fun game, and the reason why it's fun is because you can make new friends by talking and turning on your mic, and then people can hear, or someone might say something back. It's also fun because it can be in teams, or you can play solo, or duos, or trios. You can play with your friends, or relatives, or anyone, really. It's fun, and another reason why is Fortnite is a shooting game, but with no blood. There's 100 players playing a server, and it's the last person standing. In Fortnite, you can have avatars, which are called skins in the game. It can be anyone, like a movie character or a celebrity or any skin that Fortnite creates. You can also have emotes, music, loading screen painting, backpack, wallpaper for your weapons or, or and glider. But most cost V-Bucks, but there's also free ones too. And what are V-Bucks? Well, V-Bucks are like money in Fortnite to unlock whatever you want in the game on the item shop. Or you can use it for your battle pass. V-Bucks can cost real money, but you can also get them for free when there's a new chapter or season. Now I'm going to talk about the battle pass in Fortnite. Battle pass is whenever you level up in Fortnite, you can unlock things with the battle pass like music, loading screens, skins, emotes, backpacks, gliders, wallpapers for your weapons, and even V-Bucks too. And sometimes you can do it in order. There's like pages to unlock those and you can unlock them in order. Like once you finish one page one, then you can go on page two, then page three, four, five more. You can wait. You don't have to do it in order though. It's if you want to. You can unlock things by getting your XPs up. And when the XPs go up, then you level up and get five battle, battle stars each time you level up and then you can use the battle stars to unlock things in the battle pass. And a lot of things in the battle pass can cost more than five battle stars. So you may need to level up more to earn more battle stars if you want to unlock them. The, the battle pass costs 950 V-Bucks and you can earn 1500 V-Bucks when you complete the battle pass. And each season it changes and there's new things on the battle pass. Well, I think how I feel about Fortnite is what other people who play Fortnite all the time think about. And they're exactly right. It's so fun and amazing. Skins in the game are actually really cool. And you can collect items and enjoy playing and earning XPs and leveling up. And usually when I play Fortnite, I play solo with no team because in my opinion, I don't really like teams unless I'm teaming with somebody that I know but I prefer solo better so that I can play peacefully instead of having people and they sometimes leave in the beginning or keep screaming or talking loud in the mic. Not only that, but I just like being solo. I'm used to it. So what does everybody think about Fortnite? And would you actually play it? Oh, man. Fortnite, it's... I mean, first of all, Fortnite is so big at this point that I cannot help but play it sometimes. You get me? And it's it's kind of crazy. It's been on for like so long already. It came out yeah. back in 2018? 2017. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Five years? Yeah, five years? No way. That is scary. <laughs> uh, but I want to know something, uh, Francesca. 
Yeah. What skins do you own, and what what could oh. be your favorite one that you own right now? I um, I most of the skins that I have are from the battle pass. But if I like buy a skin that costs it's like that's from the item shop, then I usually get the ones with like five characters, the ones with a pack because. I think it's more worth it than just getting one character for 2500 V-Bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But is there like any specific one that you know that you like? I don't know. Oh, um, I sometimes use this Cobra Kai skin. Like it comes in five with five characters. Ooh. They they have um, they have like two packs of Cobra Kai ones. Like, you know, um. Like one pack is all characters are the, the men and one of them's the female. My own oh. female pack. There's also Coachella. Oh yeah, I forgot they released those. I accidentally bought it. Oh no! I accidentally bought it, and then now I'm just using the stuffs. Oh no! But I you, didn't you, want it at first. You okay, accidentally? Okay. How? How yes, do you accidentally I buy it? So uh, I have a PlayStation and like there's like three buttons like you can preview styles or buy uh -huh. someone or just like buy it in general. And I, I wanted to preview the styles and I accidentally pressed the wrong one, which was buy it. Oh, no. Yeah. Can, 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 I, tell you, can I tell you a secret that many pe people don't know about the game? But, there's this yeah. a refund. Well, I'm not sure if it's there anymore, but there's a refund option that you can use if you go to settings mm -hmm. because honestly i i bought skins that i forget buying it and i got my money back <laughs> my v-bucks back so you think it's like too easy to buy skins yeah yes it's so easy <laughs> yeah there's no uh, i don't think there's any like are you sure you want to buy it or anything it's just like press x or whatever and it just immediately buys it i think whenever you're in the preview for the character <laughs> yeah the skins are too easy to buy even if you click the wrong button oh. <laughs> that's that it's just it's too easy so i kind of have to be careful next time about that yeah kind of like cd mentioned in the interview oh, earlier to that uh, one of the main things about the fortnite is just the skins and some of them a lot of them are really just too good that you have to own them you know they're yeah they make it look so good skins like, they make it so I, good. You know, I, you know what I find hilarious is that you can have a skin of like an, a spider knight. Like, you, you remember that skin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can have the spider knight, but then all of a sudden he's running around with an MK47. <laughs> I find that hilarious. Like a medieval knight or just like these fantasy characters. Or sometimes even prehistoric characters with the new expansion. And it's like, oh, now they have a, a Glock. It's like, okay. <laughs> I find that I just find that hilarious. And then it's not just the skins, but the emotes too. Oh man. Oh gee. There's so okay. many of them. They even do like TikTok dance emos emotes. Like some of the emotes actually have the real like songs in real life. Yeah. Too. That's what makes it look so cool. That's crazy. And I remember when the game first came out and the emotes they will have like custom songs and then when when they first released an emote with an actual song i was like no way they actually made it happen which is it's just pretty cool it's it's good for them you know good for epic games yeah. i'm glad they made it this far i mean a lot of people would buy emotes if it had the real song too so i think that's why a lot of people use emotes more often 
Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just like one. Like going back to like having all these like random characters from like so many franchises. I love seeing like all these like tough characters doing like a goofy dance that you never you never expected to. For example, when they released Kratos from God of War. Oh man. People just went off making him dance. <laughs> it's, well, it's just funny. One thing that's also the one thing that's also cool about Fortnite is that I always refresh the shop twenty four hour every twenty four hours because if the same stuff were there all day, then like nobody would buy it anymore. I guess. Yeah, you're right. People will get bored of it. Yeah, and that's it, 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 it's a smart thing actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah. See, that's that's a thing though in like multiple different games. And it's like really cool how like there's a lot of different games, but like the same principles apply to let's say microtransactions at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mike honestly, micro microtransactions are the thing that are keeping the game alive, in my opinion. And for those of you listening out there don't know what microtransactions are, is basically a system in which you can spend real life money for in-game currency in the game so you can buy all these sort of things like we'll be talking about all the outfits and skins all the emotes and dances and especially since fortnite is a free-to-play game it works perfectly it's kind of cool that they're doing the battle pass because then you can get a lot of stuffs by like like it's it's kind of worth it because it's like 950 v bucks and if they were like in the item shop it would have been worth over a thousand yeah oh you're, you're right you're right depends on like the rarity i guess like a legendary skin or like epic skins like 20 bucks compared to the battle pass which we're getting you get like four to five skins every battle pass right yeah i think so yeah and then and like the skins they each have like different outfits or styles yeah oh yeah exactly so you get more of your money and I think you also get some V-Bucks back more a little bit more than you spend. So it's a good trade-off, in my opinion. Yeah, one hundred fifteen hundred V V-Bucks you get back. Yeah, so you get like three hundred and fifty back. No. No, you get fifteen hundred back, but you spend nine you spend nine hundred and fifty on it. Yeah, so you yeah, so you make back what you spend and plus a little bit more, which is nice. It it could it could work for future uh battle passes, you get me? Yeah. That's, that's one of the things. The battle passes, I... Well, actually, yeah, Fortnite really improved all these years, too. And the new seasons, every new season, people get excited about it. The new stuffs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they keep uh, adding new stuff every time, right? Their events are amazing. I don't care what anybody says about Fortnite. Like, you can oh, criticize yeah. it. You can, be, you can be like, oh, I don't like Fortnite because this and that. All right. Their events are amazing. Really? Every single one of their events has been a blast. Yeah, they they had literally Ariana Grande, Marshmallow, all these artists to play concerts and and the event. It's it's something never has done before any game at all. So it's pretty it's pretty cool to see a, a game like this. I also like how like they do uh, the skins. They also do characters from like real life or realize yeah because then it makes people like know them even more and then they just yeah like they just want to like buy it unless they're like such a big fan of that character yeah you're right see that there's a pattern right there they know what they're doing spider-man when spider-man came in came to freaking uh fortnite i i was so tempted 
to ask to to try to scrape up money to buy that. Me but too. I couldn't. But like the, the the web the webbing system, you know Marvel Avengers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, you know how that game failed to make Spider Man seem like Spider Man, like he's swipping in yeah, air. Yeah, he's he's webbing, but was not smooth at all. So people were comparing the swinging and Fortnite that was smoother than the actual <laughs> Spider Man games. It's, it's pretty funny. Hilarious. It was hilarious because it seemed because Fortnite had got it better. He was able to do freaking a car car. He was able to like you know water ski on the street with a car with his web. That was amazing. Yeah. Oh man. It's crazy, but anyways, thank you, Francesca, for this uh, uh, talk with uh, with Fortnite. Yep. We hope that you destroy all the snoops in the future. You got this. As a solo player, I have respects because personally playing solos is terrifying. <laughs> I need someone <laughs> on my side to carry me, so you got this, Francesca. Thanks. Thank you. All right, and... Well, once again, you're listening to WLPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from our gaming setups. And we'll be right back in a few minutes. Hey, yo, we're back. You're listening to Free to Play, Play to Listen episode of What's Up. Now, our very own Stefania is going to take us along on their VR or horror experience. Grab your safety blankets and let's scream along together. <laughs> so I thought it would be a fun idea to play a scary game on my brother's Oculus, which is like a VR game console. And uh, I, I don't really use it that much, so I had to have him walk me through it. Uh, and it actually was kind of fun and a little too real for me. Anyway... Here's me being a chicken. Okay, so I'm about to play this scary exorcist game. Um, it's already really dark. And I'm supposed to be a policeman or something. How do I hold it? Like this? Here you go. Hold this. Alright. Am I... Is it the other way? Oh, that's good. Like this? Yeah, and just put your thumbs up. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You know the move? You don't walk in real life, Stephanie, because you'll just die. (laughs) So, you you see that wall right there? yeah, I got it. All the way to the left? I'm moving. So left right there. You're gonna grab that file, that, that that thing right there. Oh, you can see what I'm doing. Yeah. Where's the file? All the way right there in the corner, right, other way. To your right. Oh. Right there. Durr. Yeah. Durr. You grab that. You're just gonna. Oh, actually, actually, I'm stupid. You have to touch the, the first right thing. You just gotta click it. Put your hand up and click it. Yeah, close, go close to it. Okay. Am I supposed to answer the phone? Yeah. Okay. 
Actually, it's not a phone. It's actually. Ah, I dropped it. It's actually a walkie-talkie. It's right there. The walkie-talkie. It's right there. Mm, I know. It's right there, Stephanie. It's right there, Stephanie. Mind you, mind you. You can turn around. You can turn around, Stephanie. The clear for you guys down at Church of St. Vincent de Paul. Uniforms are already on scene. <laughs> this is a weird one. Dang. Oh yeah, this is a scary part. Oh, no. This is the part I ran away from the first time I played the game. It's dark. Oh, yeah, I follow yeah. this arrow. Yeah. Oh, scary. Through the doors, I could see a trail of blood and evidence markers laid out for me to follow. Oh, no. You're going to go over there? The confession. Oh, I have to grab that, that thing right there. This thing? Yeah, it has all your holy stuff, like your crucifix, your holy water. This? Yeah. It's not evidence? No, yeah, you, you gotta take that with you. Put your hand out and. There's nothing in it though. There's no cross in it. Look down. Oh, actually, I'm, I could just be stupid. Alright, no, I just keep going. Keep going down. There. Oh, no. Oh, okay, that door right there. I don't want to open the door. No. No, it's moving. No, it's not. The door moved. It's moving. Oh, it's because of the wind. The where's the wind coming from? The broke. Just open the door, bro. I don't want to open the door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, can you see what I'm seeing? Yeah. On your phone? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna close my eyes then. Wait, no. <laughs> It's a dead guy. Okay, it's not that bad. Okay, the door's open. Now what do I do? You see that? You see that what's in his hand? That's that's holy spirit or holy water. I don't know. Am I supposed it. to grab it from him? No, yeah. that would be messing yeah, up with no, evidence. The door it. opened by itself. Nah, he's a goofy. You take it from. Him. I'm not gonna take it from him. Do I have to take? Do I have a partner or anything? Don't. No, you gotta take that from. Him. Is something gonna happen? No. He's gonna come alive. No, he's just dead. <laughs> Why is there a pig head? Old people, just take it. <sighs> I really don't want to. Are you sure I'm yeah, supposed to take, take it? it. Are you lying? No, I've played this game before already. It says, send him into the swine. Okay. I'll take the Holy Spirit from that's that's to actually protect you. You have to spray the ghosts and they would just The ghosts Oh not really ghosts but like The pig head is dripping. Yes it is. I can see it dripping. Why are you lying to me? Ah! No that's that's cause you, you just reach out. Reach out, reach out, reach out. Oh my god bro. His eyes are open. There's a moth on him. That's fine. Oh, I'm sweating right now. No, I don't want to play this game anymore. <sighs> no, I won't do anything now. What was that? It was the the light thing. You got it. 
Look, I've seen cop shows and you're not supposed to grab like tamper with the crime scene. And I think that's what I'll be doing. There's a book. There's a different book. Oh, I'm holding the Bible and I should be grabbing this book. Exorcism rights. I dropped. Okay. Now, uh, take it to the room. What room? The oh, oh, right there. You see all those candles? Where the piano is? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do. No, don't fall. Oh, I fell. Book of prayers. Whoa. All right, now I'll go back to the that, that locked room. What room? The locked room? Yeah. Oh, I dropped this thing too. Why is it over here? I don't know. Oh no. Oh there you no, go. no, no! I'm in a room now. Oh God! Why is there blood everywhere? I think somebody might have died. You know? Another? Oh, yeah, you grab, you saw water up there? This water? I grab that, yeah. Put that. In here? Yeah. Should be like a little slot for it. Oh. I dropped it. You dropped it. Actually, I think you're fine for now. You don't, gotta, you don't need it right now. Throw it at the ground. Oh my god, there's blood on the wall. The clock is ticking. Why is there just like red, like... Alright, so you gotta go to that painting right there. Go to that painting, see that one? This one? Or yeah. the other one? I'm not sure, one of them. This one with the... There's like a secret door you gotta open. Okay. Okay, well, what do I do now? No, you gotta go to that door right there. Whoa, whoa. Do I grab anything? No, you're good. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Open the door. No, no. I'm gonna go back to where you were. No, I hear something. Oh my god, what is this? It's just a dog. A dog? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a weird dog. A weird dog? It's, it's different, you know? Shh, I hear it. Oh my Go god. Go back to what were you, where you came in. I came in through here, no? Yeah. Okay. How do I get out of here? I want to leave. Oh god. There's no lights in this church. My phone died so I can't see. Oh no! I just gotta look around. Look around for what? The statue is gone. Go to the front, like where the statue was. Why would the statue? <laughs> no! No! Okay, I'm done. I quit. How did I get out of here? Can you move? Oh, oh that's a baby dog, not a real dog. Oh my god. Okay. There's actually no dogs, to be honest. I'm just kind of lying. You were lying. <laughs>
Oh man. What do you see? Um. Yeah. What am I supposed to do now? Keep walking around. Where? I don't know. Oh god. <gasps> nope. I'm done. The guy and the pig head are gone. Take it off of me. Nope. Nope. Are you gonna play? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, play. <laughs> oh. What is it? What do you see? Well, I got my cross. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it trapped me in here. Trapped you in where? Oh, never mind. Oh, my light turned off. Okay. I have nightmares? Yeah, I do. It's kind of dark. Oh, what's this? It's a statue. The statue that moved? No, it's like... Small. Like. Oh, oh my god! Oh, it's the pig guy! He's has a he's alive? Yeah, except his head is a pig now. Oh no. Oh he's right there, he's on top. What's up my guy? It's been a more since my last pet. Oh. What happened? In the chair. It went. Come on. Stephanie, Stephanie, here. You should use it. No! Oh my god, this part's cool. You missed the best part. The scary part? Yeah. Oh, the statue cut. was much better than my previous record where I only lasted maybe like the first two minutes of the game um, and this time I got through almost 10 minutes of playing the game um, and maybe I'll try again one day not today though Oof. I've got the chills right there. Uh, to, to recover, let's take a look at some of the Instagram responses from our Yulokalis friends and family. We decided to ask you guys uh, some questions and you guys answered to us with some... That's some, a lot of answers. And well, the first question that we have is, what's your number one game of all time? And let's, let's start off with an old school Pac-Man lover. That's pretty interesting. I, I didn't expect to see that. Oh, next up, we have Mortal Kombat. Fatality, everybody. <laughs> Good answer. Um, I love that game, actually. That's, I respect that. I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a long time, so it's cool. And... Next response that we have is uh, Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. I've never played any of them, but I've seen speedrunners play it and it looks fun, actually. Uh, next question, next answer is Genshin Impact, popular game right now. And yes, I 
it is a really big game actually uh, pretty grindy i tried it one time but i don't know why i never cut up to it but it's fun um also they have gta grand theft auto uh i i feel like a lot of people love that game i never personally never got into that game but i know it's really popular so yeah and whoa this next answer i was i will never expect but i so respect it they said call of duty ghosts and it's crazy because a lot of people did not like that game at all and fun fact that was the first call of duty that i, that I ever played and owned and honestly i love it so i don't think it deserves all the hate that it got anyway we also have psychonauts i'd never heard of that game before i probably should check it out but even the name just sounds fun so awesome uh next on the list we got the good old god of war and honestly i'm gonna say that probably all god of wars games from all the franchises are really good i love i love this franchise i let's say i grew up on it and it just holds holds a really special place in my heart in my meow meow you know what i'm saying all right uh jeremiah you want to follow up with the next yes. answers yes my turn so smash bros is a very common one and i can agree with you smash bros is a really good game really cool dynamic and it's easy to balance as well well not easy but like it's easier than other fighting games um chrono trigger haven't heard of it i'm from the name though sounds pretty pretty cool uh legend of zelda links to the past a classic uh minecraft also a classic uh, gta nice uh pinball pinball is actually i have a story about pinball that i'm not going to get into right now but pinball actually holds a special place in my heart for me so i'm glad you said that Dr uh dragon tales is that what it says uh it's it's with a g with it with ah, it's with an e hmm. i think That's we're cool. talking about oregon trails which is a oh, I see. game <laughs> i got I you see. jeremiah always my, my cam my camera is my the camera icon in instagram is blocking the o so it looks like a d from where i see it i oh, don't no. know why <laughs> that's not good <laughs> in any case uh and then it says there's a game called mick mixlin set to come out 2025 oh, and i'm excited man. for that uh what <laughs> All right, Sid. Sounds good. I'll take it up with the last of our responses. And by the way, thank you guys for sending in all these responses. It's been great. We have Kingdom Hearts 2, which I know is like a diehard for a lot of people. Um, no idea what the plot is of that one, and I don't think the fans do either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> couple Elden Ring, new big game right now for sure. Mm -hmm. Little Big Planet. Now that's a game I used to play with my little brother. So shout out to whoever put that one in. That's a cute, fun time. Um, Crash Bash, another God of War. Yay! Uh, <laughs> something called Fun Cool Math. <laughs> no way they grow that. Oh my god! You know, 
we respect whatever's put in here. Yeah. And then <laughs> we've also got another Last of Us, which, you know, a Naughty Dog game, you can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. We've got another Mario Kart, Nintendo, they're doing it. They keep doing it. <laughs> and then lastly, Animal Crossing, which uh, whatever iteration you play, it's a great time. It's cute. It's fun. So, and we have an honorary mention from a game from our lovely Stephanie. She's she said Cool Spot, which is an old PlayStation One game. I think it was. No, well, what is it? I don't even know. For PC, wow! I saw gameplay from it. It looks fun. It, it involves spoiler alert. It, it involves Seven Up from nineteen ninety three. If you check it out, let Steph know. It'll make her really happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, any anything really sticking out to you from the show today? Oh, man, I, I love the the variety of all the games that we talked about so far. It's, it's nice to open up to all the games that we all love to play. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the real beauty of it. Like, there's so many ways to enjoy a game and so many video games to enjoy. It's just really incredible that we were that yeah people are open enough to talk about this and yeah it's sort of says something about the gaming industry and about and about creativity as a whole definitely and you know we even saw that with like these instagram polls uh we just all like to play a little different so the question we asked with do you prefer to play games solo or with friends it was pretty neck and neck with about 60 people replying. 48% of you guys like to play it solo. And I also appreciate a good story campaign. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other portion like to play with friends. And, you know, we saw that with like Fortnite and other battle Royale games, of course, COD. So I think there's a little bit of a game out there for everyone. (laughs) Well, my question right here is for you guys. What do you guys prefer to play? You guys play your games solo or with friends? You know, I tend to prefer to play solo just because it takes forever to get in a match and not super into it. I did have a Rainbow Six Siege phase, Mm. but like that's a game where you have to be practicing and putting in the time every day. And I feel like a lot of multiplayer games are like that nowadays. And I don't have that that ability so i'll take a solo easy game any day if i have to (laughs) how about you jeremiah well for me uh i'm kind of in the in the group where like you have to like it's not necessarily practice but like at least play a good amount to actually get good at the game um so I generally like to play by myself because at the end of the day, if I screw up, uh, I screwed up and it's not necessarily my team's fault, but if our team loses, it's not just my fault at the end of the day. That's how I look at multiplayer games because everyone's going to make mistakes. Sure. Everyone's going to like, everyone's going to be like, yeah, I didn't do so well. And it's like, yeah, okay. But also at the end of the day, it's a game and I play it to have fun. So I'd rather not let it become uh, a source of resentment and anger. Yeah, I respect good that. Good for you. 
Yeah, that gamer, the gamer guild is real. I remember old Xbox Live. You'd get those DM messages too. <laughs> oh lord, I, I'm so glad we don't have that. It's all stuck at in your Discord Legends, now. Yes, at, 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 no, at oh, least no. in League of Legends, some rando on a team tries to like talk smack. It's like <laughs> it's like they have to friend you first, and it's like you're not oh, gonna accept God. the friend of the guy who fed ten. Was a good <laughs> system right there. 10. <laughs> oh my god well thank you guys so much you've been listening to what's up on wlpn lp chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio we hope you've had a blast with us today on this show with all things video games we've had conversations on our favorite games the pros and cons of remastered and remakes you've also heard some audio pieces from our very own diego estefania and angel we had an interview with a great Twitch streamer, CD. Shout out to Stefan August, work in the studio. Thanks for powering up the free-to-play, play-to-listen show. And also, thanks to Francesca for her segment. We got a good talk about Fortnite. Probably one of the hottest games out there so far. So we got to respect that. I'm glad there's another fellow, fellow grindy multiplayer <laughs> game person right there. So we'll see you guys, and we'll we hope you, you guys have a great day. Bye-bye. And that's the conclusion of our program. Brought to you by the fine folks at... Oh, not you again. No! And yo, who let her back in? (laughs) And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard. Heartwarming interviews, tear-jerking stories, magnificent music, and the sound of our voices. Because God knows that this is the best content on the airwaves. Don't forget to follow YOLO on all their social medias at YOLO Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that. Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of What's Up? What's Up? What's Up?